0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to God's house today, and a special welcome to our visitors who are worshiping with us. He's making a list, checking it twice, going to find out who's naughty and nice. We hear a lot about that over the past several weeks in our culture and here in America. But if you, Lord, kept a record of sins, who could stand? I couldn't. You couldn't. There's only one. And he is our obedient brother. We'll hear more about Jesus, our obedient brother, in our worship service today, following the order of our uh, service in the bulletin and projected on the wall. Let's begin with our first hymn, God Rest You, Merry Gentlemen, hymn 356. stand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. you. We have come into the presence of God who created us to love and serve him as his dear children, but we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways, I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our heavenly father has forgiven all your sins By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you strength to live according to his will. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Lord Jesus, you stayed behind in your Father's house to listen to the teachers of the law and learn from them. Direct us in all our actions by your gracious favor and help us in all our works, begun, continued, and ended in your name, to glorify you and finally by your mercy to receive eternal life. For you live and reign with the Father and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Please be seated for our scripture lessons. Our first lesson, taken from Isaiah 50, is one of the servant songs in the book of Isaiah, which foreshadows and looks ahead to the perfect obedience of Jesus, the Messiah. He would serve the Lord in obedience, learn from the Lord, and be willing to suffer for our sins. The sovereign Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue, to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning, wakens my ear to listen like one being instructed. The sovereign Lord has opened my ears. I have not been rebellious. I have not turned away. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Because the sovereign Lord helps me, I will not be disgraced. Therefore, I have set my face like flint And I know I will not be put to shame. He who vindicates me is near. Who then will bring charges against me? Let us face each other. Who is my accuser? Let him confront me. It is the sovereign Lord who helps me, who will condemn me. They will all wear out like a garment. The moths will eat them up. This is the word of our God. Our psalm today, Psalm 84, will also serve as the basis for our sermon. Some families have that one brother or sister that's a little ashamed to be around after the things they've done, after the way they generally act. Yet Jesus, our obedient brother, is not ashamed to be around us. He has forgiven us by his sufferings and death. He loves to be together with us, believing brothers and sisters. A lesson from Hebrews chapter 2. And again he says, Here am I, and the children God has given me. Since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might break the power of him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by their fear of death. For surely it is not angels he helps, but Abraham's descendants. For this reason he had to be made like them, fully human in every way in order that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in service to God, and that he might make atonement for the sins of the people, because he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. This is the word of our God. Please stand in honor of the gospel. Our gospel for today from Luke chapter 2, we get to peer into Jesus' perfect obedience, both with his earthly parents and also with our Heavenly Father. Every year, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, The boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. and in favor with God and man. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 355. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, our newborn King. Amen. God's word we consider in the sermon today is the psalm from Psalm 84. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. <laughs> Ever since Thanksgiving, for most people, the excitement has been building. As you hear Christmas songs on the radio and around your home, as you go and get the Christmas tree and set it up and string the lights around that and around the house, as you buy the Christmas presents and do the Christmas baking, it's been building and building Even here at St. Paul's, earlier in December, we had our living nativity. Then the next weekend, our Christmas at St. Paul's services in the gym with over 800 people in attendance. And then our school children went Christmas caroling out in the community this past week. Everything building up to this high point of Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Beautiful services here in God's house. People opening gifts, celebrating our Savior's birth. Here we are, the day after Christmas. For many people, the day after Christmas seems like a letdown, like a downer, like a slump. Yet Psalm 84 reminds us today that today is anything but. It's not even an overstatement to say that today is better than a thousand other days. Today is the best day All year, because we are in a blessed place, and we are among a blessed people. Long before Psalm 84 was written, Moses said to the people, the Israelites there in the wilderness, get away from the tents of these wicked men. Don't go near them, don't touch anything that belongs to them, or you will be swallowed up and destroyed because of their sin people moved back away from Korah and his followers and their tents. Korah was a descendant of Levi who had led a rebellion against Moses and against the Lord with hundreds of other people. And there, the tents of the wicked, the tents of those rebels, Korah and his followers, the earth opened up its mouth, the earth split apart and swallowed them whole. A supernatural sinkhole, if you will, sucked them beneath the surface of the earth, and they perished. Eternal death, Rebel, rebellion against the Lord. But hundreds of years later, some of the descendants of Korah, known as the sons of Korah, had survived. And the Lord, in his mercy, appointed them to serve as musicians and gatekeepers at the Lord's temple. These sons of Korah, inspired by the Holy Spirit, wrote 11 of the Psalms in the book of Psalms. And Psalm 84 is one of them. This is what they said How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty! My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out. For the living God, the courts of the Lord, the temple in Jerusalem, was a lovely, a beautiful place. It was constructed using tons of gold and silver, finely cut stones. There was exquisite craftsmanship all over the temple. All the different furnishings with the altars, the tables, the wash basins, the lampstands. There were pomegranates and palm trees and cherubim worked into the decoration all over the temple. Fine linen, red, blue, and purple. It was overwhelming, the beauty of the temple. But the sons of Korah, they recognized the true loveliness, the true beauty of the temple that went so much deeper than that. Because there at the temple... The one whom heaven and earth could not contain dwelled among his people. The Lord Almighty. The Lord Almighty was the one whom all things in heaven and in earth ultimately serve, all the angel armies, all the stars up in the sky. He is mightier than any powerful angel, mightier than all of those blazing orbs, the stars up in the sky. Truly is the Lord Almighty. He is the living God. Unlike all the false gods that the nations around the Israelites worshipped, those hunks of wood or stone, they weren't really living, but the living God, He always was, is, and will be. The living God hears and helps His people. The sons of Korah, with their entire being as believers in the Lord, They longed to be in his presence. Better than dwelling among the tents of the wicked, to be in the courts of the living God. Their heart and their flesh and their soul cried out and longed to be in the presence of the Lord Almighty. As uh, the shut-in pastor here at St. Paul's, as I get around and visit those people who can't come and be in God's house, I hear it frequently pastor i miss being in church i so wish that i could be there with god's people in god's presence in god's house they echo the thoughts and the desires of psalm 84 how lovely is your dwelling place lord almighty my soul yearns even faints for the courts of the lord my heart and my flesh cry out for the living god And how often you and I have missed the beauty of God's house. Sure, we may sometimes come into God's house and say, wow, this is a beautiful place. The vaulted ceiling, the fine workmanship on the wood, the altar and the font and the pulpit, the lovely decorations, the beautiful stained glass windows. But if that's all we see here, We've missed the true beauty of this place. We've also missed the beauty of this place when only part of us is here. My body's here, but my heart is elsewhere. Yeah, I came today because my mom said that I had to, but I didn't have any say in the matter. Or I come this month, but the rest of the year, I've got plans to be anywhere but here. Or I show up here to show that I'm a good person. But then the real highlight of the day is the game or the trip or the project. Hearts that are distant from God's house now will not be welcome in God's house in eternity. Hearts that wander and want nothing to do with God's house now will be driven from the Father's mansion in eternity. Hearts and, and bodies that are completely content to be anywhere but God's house here will find themselves separate from God's presence in eternity. And after all the buildup of chasing after things here, the ultimate downer, the ultimate letdown, swallowed by the grave forever. But today we have come to God's house, sinners. Undeserving though we are. And who do we find here? But the boy Jesus in the temple. We find the Lord Almighty himself. The living God dwelling among his people. He had to be here. That's what he said to his parents. Didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? Jesus had to be here as our obedient brother. He had to be here in our place. He had to be in his Father's house for all of our distracted, discontent hearts. He had to be here as our perfect substitute. He had to be here so that you and I have a place in God's presence, and in God's house, forevermore. Jesus' perfect devotion to our Father's word covers our distracted hearts. Jesus' presence perfectly, body, soul, and spirit in his Father's house covers our distant hearts. Jesus' perfect dedication to learning and discussing and growing in God's word covers our distant hearts. Because of Jesus, every time in God's house, this beautiful place is a buildup, a crescendo, a growing toward eternity in God's courts. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord God Almighty. The psalmist also says, in a verse that didn't end up making it into what we sang earlier, he says, Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may have her young. A place near your altar, O Lord Almighty, my King and my God. The sons of Korah remembered that some birds even built nests in the Lord's temple. After all, our Heavenly Father cares for the smallest of his creatures. But you, you are more valuable than any bird or sparrow. God sent his son for you. And because of his son, Jesus, you have a place. A place to find refuge and shelter in God's dwelling place. Now... And in all eternity, a place to find refuge for you and your young. As we've come again today to God's dwelling place, the house of God, Jesus is still here. We find our Savior Jesus still here, making this place beautiful because He's here to forgive our sins through the absolution of His called servant, He's here to build us up and instruct us in God's Word. He still comes to this place to cleanse and forgive sins in baptism and to feed our souls in the Lord's Supper. He's here bringing encouragement as we sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with gratitude in our hearts to God, spurring us on to love and good deeds. He's here listening to our prayers and acting in our best interests. He's the Lord Almighty. This truly is a beautiful place where we, God's people, come to meet with our Savior, Jesus. And that's what makes today better than a thousand other days. Best day all year to be in this beautiful place, but also to be among a blessed people. As you read through Psalm 84, you hear the word blessed echo and repeat time after time in a way that builds up over the course of the psalm. So let's look at those three times that it's used in Psalm 84, talking about how blessed, happy, fortunate, and how much God's goodness comes to those who are in his house. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They are ever praising you. Ever consider how blessed a thing it is to praise our God, to have his song on our lips? Earlier this month, I was talking to one of our choir members who said, I sure missed being in choir. I wasn't able to be here because of my work schedule, but just being here this month has been so refreshing. To sing about the wonderful works of our God and Savior, to laugh between songs that we're practicing, to have that camaraderie between the different members of the choir, it's just such a special thing. Blessed are those who are ever praising you. Yet even if you're not able to be in the choir, you get to praise our God, his praise on our lips, here in God's house. Let all together praise our God before his glorious throne. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Hark the herald angels sing. And even if singing isn't quite for you, if you struggle to sing, You are still praising our God as you talk about his creating work for us, his redeeming work for us, his sanctifying work for us in the creed. Speaking those words out loudly. Blessed are those who are ever praising the Lord. He also says, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion when we look for strength within ourselves, we're always going to end up disappointed. Even the strongest athlete and the strongest warrior ends up getting injured or aging out or outdone by another. Just yesterday, Brett Favre's passing touchdown record, outdone by Aaron Rodgers. Someone else will always come who's stronger than you. Our own strength ends up waning through the years. But as we journey closer and closer to the Lord's dwelling place, think about it this way. We actually get stronger. As we who get weaker and weaker here in ourselves over the years, we learn to place our strength in the Almighty Lord. Those who find their strength in Him will run and never grow weary. They will walk and never be faint. We find our strength in him just as Paul did. For when I am weak, he is strong. Blessed are those who find their strength in the Lord. For the Lord God is a sun and a shield. The Lord bestows favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from those whose walk is blameless. Lord Almighty, blessed is the one who trusts in you. Those who trust in the Lord have him to guide them, his warmth to sustain them. His power as a source of blessing their whole lives through. The Lord is a sun for us. And a shield too. He protects us from every danger. And what danger he allows or what evil he allows into our life, he uses that for our ultimate good. He bestows favor and honor on us. All the favor we receive as we come to God's house and hear of the best blessings in Jesus. And he shares the honor of glory everlasting with us in Christ, our newborn Savior. So blessed we are among a blessed people. Better in your courts is a day than elsewhere, a thousand other days. Today is the best day of the year. The sons of Korah said, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Being a doorkeeper at the temple was likely one of the lowlier positions available. Yet they considered it a joy to serve the Lord in any way, even in the least and humblest of ways, rather than staying among those who would be swallowed up by the grave forever. Those who Open the door for people here at God's house. What a blessed thing that is. You're opening the door for those to whom God has opened the gates of heaven through forgiveness in Jesus. Serving as a greeter here at God's house, you're greeting those whom God welcomes with his grace and peace. Vacuuming up after services or tidying up in God's house. You're tidying up in the place where God creates a clean heart in us. Stringing lights and setting decorations up here at God's house where God adorns us with his love. Handling offerings where we hear about Christ's sacrifice for sin once and for all on the cross for us. Adjusting the volume level for the singers and the pastor is helping people more clearly hear about God's grace so it comes to them crisp, loud and clear. Setting out refreshments as people are refreshed by God's word. So many ways that we get to serve here at God's house. Anywhere, any day that we are here in God's courts is better than a thousand elsewhere. A blessed and beautiful day that builds up to the high point, the true climax of being in God's house forevermore. Thank you for celebrating the best day of the year here in a beautiful place and among a blessed people. Amen. Please stand. May the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We speak the Apostles' Creed together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. Eternal and gracious Lord, we rejoice with hearts and voices because you sent your one and only Son from his majestic glory to save us from the slavery of sin and the agonies of death. He took on our human flesh that he might reveal your divine glory. He became our brother that we might be your children forever. Please bless us as we observe our Savior's birth throughout this Christmas season. Please help us share the wonderful news of our Savior's birth with others in our family and friends and those around us. We also thank you for the blessing of another member here at St. Paul's, Dick Winold, whose wife Lori became a member recently, and Dick will be inducted as a member into our congregation in the late service. Please bless them as we grow together in faith here at St. Paul's, as we go together with God's word to those around us. And hear us as we pray the prayer our Savior has taught us. forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for our next hymn, 329. please stand. Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts, that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Sing our closing hymn 349. Please be seated. Thank you so much for joining us in God's house, this beautiful dwelling place. A couple announcements for today. Uh, This weekend and next weekend, we are taking a little break from uh, family Bible hour. So that will resume Sunday school, and Bible class on Sunday morning will resume on January 9th. Also, there's a new Bible information class developing in January. Uh, Please... Uh, Speak with Pastor Miller if you're interested in that. We encourage all of our members to take the Bible information class uh, every so often, every few years, every five, six years, as a refresher of the basics of our Christian faith. And so if you are interested in that, please speak with him. Then we've got New Year's Eve communion service coming up on December 31st, later this week. And so you're welcome to come to that as well. And finally, we'd like to thank Connor for playing the piano this morning. Uh, Wonderful, beautiful music, and it's so nice to have you you back uh, and and beautifying our service with the piano today. Thank you. All right, are there any other announcements for today? If not, then please greet one another before you leave, and God's blessings on your Sunday.